This is Adrian Biddle, producer of The Dark and the Wicked, The Black Coat's Daughter and the Monster, and you're listening to The Horror Squad Podcast. Listen to the Horror Squad podcast. This is episode number 160. Tonight we're doing 1999's M. Night Shyamalan's The Sixth Sense, starring Bruce Willis, Haley Joel Osment, um, Tony Collette, which I completely forgot about. That was awesome seeing her. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to talk about it. And if you haven't listened to a great episode yet, listen to our last one with Joe's mom. Freaking, I'm still learning about it, and we got a lot of good feedback. So thank you for that. Uh, Sam, Steve, Joe, and myself are all on video today, trying out something new. Hopefully, it flows a little differently. Guys, what's up? Hello, what's up, Todd. Great and... to see everyone's beautiful faces. I know. I feel like I haven't seen your actual faces <laughs> in forever. There's a reason for that. So. <laughs> okay, but I just gotta. I just gotta go through and tell everyone listening how handsome my co-hosts are. Steve, mm. your beard looks very plush and nice that's because i haven't shaved in like <laughs> two years I, I, i'm I trying like to remember it. the last time i shaved I, I shaved i think when i closed my house so because I, I had to go <laughs> like see a lawyer it. other than that no reason where's where's the uh the coffin in regards to where you're at right now it's way uh, over there fix my hair that's, a little bit yeah <laughs> And then also Todd looks handsome as well. He has, looks like his hair's growing out a little bit. So we have some yeah. nice curls on top. Oh, cool. And then we have Joe looking like a little cutie pie as always. Thank he's you. A, he's a little cutie patootie. I was telling him that. He always blushes. Thank <laughs> you. He's doing it now. Sam, radiant as ever. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Of course, in her great looking office as I sit here in the closet. <laughs> Hey, that's not, my, that. that's not my doing, Joe. <laughs> no, it's not. We just figured, you know, it's better to record in different rooms for sound reasons. And the closet is best acoustically for me. So, hey, you know, works out. Is it that or the shitter? Yes, exactly. Well, no, I tried actually in the bathroom before and it was way too echoey. So, you, did? you know. What I what I do for for the listeners, you know. Speaking of the listeners, our Discord's really been killing it. Hey, speaking of Discord, I just downloaded the app, so I'm on my way to joining you guys. All right. I have the app, but I unsubscribed from alerts. <laughs> so was it too much? It yeah, it's nothing personal. It's just it's a lot of. I mean, I'm not that great at social media at the start, so yeah. I'm like another one's like uh, I don't know how to like turn them off and things like that, so. They were muted. Okay. I think I so, messages only, if that's a thing. When I do join, if I'm not there talking to you guys all the time, just know it's my, it's my anxiety. I got to put um, boundaries on these types of things. And I already spiral out of control enough as it is. So <laughs> I'll be popping well, in and out when I feel like I want to. <laughs> I mean, it's it's active, but it's not like ridiculous where it's you can't like think or function or anything. It, it's been very good though, and if anyone wants to join, you can uh, PM over on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just send us a PM on there, and uh, we'll get you a uh, a link to join because it's been great. And we just started uh, this month. Happy Heart uh, Women in Horror Month. 
Sam, our co-host. But uh, over on our Discord, we've been uh, all posting our favorite women in horror day by day. And today I posted the beautiful Cassandra Peterson, a.k.a. Elvira. Yeah, it's awesome in there. Um, I did Felisa Rose today because she's just amazing. And yeah, it's cool to see everyone participating and chatting with each other and chatting with us. It's a it's a good time in there. So very, very awesome. All right, you guys uh, ready to get some questions? Because we do have quite a bit this week. Um, oh, yeah. I really like that pillar, Steve. And it looks like there's a hand coming around it. Uh, there is yes <laughs> there is okay <laughs> there's actually a hand <laughs> yeah uh i don't know if you can see it it's sam yeah, i was gonna say is that sam yeah. you? so <laughs> i get it now yeah. <laughs> all right uh so the question period is going to be in two different um sections because there are a lot of questions about the sixth sense seems a lot of people are uh passionate about this movie which is awesome so you can ask us those questions on social media at the horror squad podcast or by email the horror squad podcast at gmail.com or my preferred way on discord just because it's easier to kind of find everyone's stuff there uh first series question comes to us from mandy she says hey squad last week was amazing please have joe's mom patty back on um yeah i i couldn't agree more with that one yeah the feedback was amazing and my mom actually listened to it with my dad she messaged me and uh they gave it a listen she said uh it was great. And she said she loved to hear our thoughts on Lady in White, too, because she was she was a big fan of that movie, too. She was like the one that showed it to me when I was a kid. So, uh, yeah, maybe we can have her back eventually. I think it would be interesting. Uh, maybe we can get her to read a couple people or something. That could be really fun. I got a couple direct messages saying that. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. One of my questions I didn't ask her, Joe, maybe you can. Did your dad ever see anything? And is he freaked out by it? He is absolutely freaked out by it. Like my mom, like never really brings it up like around him. Cause I think it does like make him uneasy and stuff like that. Um, but as far as I know, he's never seen anything. I don't think he's really even like a believer or anything like that, even though he is like really superstitious. But as far as like stuff like that, I don't think like he went to Catholic school and was raised pretty religious and stuff. So I just don't think that's something he like really believes in or yeah. All right. Um, so she has a few questions related to that episode. Her first one, she says, for Joe and Sam, does Patty ever show signs of acknowledging ghosts while visiting with her? And does it freak you out? Yes. Yeah, she definitely does. Like, she, it won't be, like, right out in the open, though, I feel like, right? Like, she won't just be like, oh, a spirit just passed by. But, like, she'll, like, subtly... No, she'll say... Yeah, she'll say, it it, like, yeah. you can tell. She'll... If we're talking to her and she's, like, talking or listening she'll kind of like look off to like off our shoulder and then she kind of not looks startled but she's just like more alert and then she comes back into the conversation and I can usually tell I'm like oh someone's in here and then it kind of freaks me out but it's not she's never like guys there's someone in here right so if, if she if if we rate her as like a 10 sensitive what would you be Sam I don't know because I feel like like with me I just I experience that stuff but I don't want to come in contact with anything that's evil or has bad intentions so I try to stay like at bay in the middle with it maybe like a five or six um just because I don't want the ghost to like prove to me that it's there or do anything crazy so I'm like I know that you're there like I can't help you sorry um please don't kill me please don't hurt me 
She's like, fucking bitch. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm <laughs> <Bye>. sorry. <laughs> Just walked from fucking China. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you were a kid, Joe, was she like tucking you into bed and like all of a sudden she looks at the corner, then looks back at you and is like, good night, Joey. <laughs> Just leaves the room. <laughs> No, I was, like, legit terrified of, like, ghosts or, like, the, even the thought of ghosts as a kid. So, like, I distinctly remember, like, she would, like, bring it up to, like, my sisters and stuff when I was younger. And, like, I would immediately shut her down just because it would, like, I would get that, like, pit in my stomach and, like, my heart would start racing because it, like, scared me that much. And that this movie is, like, a perfect example, like... This movie came out when, like, when did this movie come out? Like, 99? 99, 99. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, like, 12 years old. And, like, I was still, like, in that fear phase. So, like, this movie's, like, a perfect example of just, like, how I felt when, like, people would bring up ghosts. So, I'm excited. I'm really excited to talk about it. Hey, real quick. um, Not to make the show about it again, because we absolutely could. (laughs) But, um, you know how in Insidious, they would have, like, pictures and, like, you would see, like, something in the back that wrapped in your family? Like, any kind of, like really no not that oh. i not that i know of yeah like i've never uh never not that i know of anyway i, I yeah no hmm. all right um so she goes on to another question about it saying what do you think is the best and worst thing about having abilities like patty's that's a good question um i guess the i don't know the worst thing for me would just be like seeing them <laughs> you know i i guess the best thing would be uh communicating and be able to give people closure like you know uh family members you know relaying messages from the dead and stuff i mean i think that's quite beautiful honestly uh i'd I'd have to imagine that the worst thing would be like being startled you know like come out of the shower or whatever open a door and there's something right there that'd be the worst thing not knowing when it's gonna happen but i think the best thing too i agree with you like being able to talk to people because it is we'll talk about six cents but it's kind of endearing heartbreaking whatever when cole finally gets his you know act together not act together but you know what i mean yeah like when i we watched the movie tonight and when i i took the dog out before we came on and like i turned like the corner and i was like i can't even imagine if like i just saw like a ghost like standing there or something or like when i open the the elevated doors open or something there's just like a ghost sitting there in the corner or something like <laughs> i was like i could not handle that like i, I really could not so uh, that's definitely something I'm thankful for. I know Steve was like, my mom, when I had told Steve, like my mom said, like anyone could see spirits. And she said, like, if I wanted to, I, you know, she could like teach me or something. And I, I no, I'm good. Like, I do not want to see ghosts like on, on a daily basis. Like I, I would just be too terrified. Yeah. It's uh, it's good. <laughs> I think the best it's for me, what I would like about the ability is proof of an afterlife. Right. Because like right now that's kind of why i like go so much i guess it's to kind of give myself reassurance that this isn't it um so i think that would be cool and helping people of course would be amazing um also i totally co- try to conjure celebrities all the time i just feel like <laughs> want to have a chat with like vincent price or something but um and on the other end though i don't know like just they're always there. Like I was listening to the interview in the car today and everything like, you know, you're in a bathroom, you're you know, having a little extracurricular activity. I, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. want ghosts around. You know? Yeah. They watch new jerk off. Cause that's like, the idea of like grandpa and grandma, like, let's see what Todd's doing. Oh, he's jerking it again. Like that's kind yeah. of, 
That's a I don't think they watch you. I feel like yeah. they kind of they would. know when <laughs> I they would. know Fuck when yeah. your like mind is not occupied with stuff like that. I mean, obviously, like a super inappropriate question to ask my mother, but now I am definitely curious, like if she's ever seen anything, like with with her when her and my dad were getting freaky. Oh man, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's could be an interesting Thanksgiving for you. <laughs> Yes, she almost went there. She talked about being in the bathroom, and then there's a ghost that passed by. But then she yeah. diverted it by saying she was just brushing her hair. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it would definitely be interesting. What do you think, Sam? What, what would be the best and worst thing about having that ability, like yeah, on Patty's level? Um, the worst, I would say, I feel like after a while you'd get used to it, but I would feel so guilty that I wouldn't be able to help everyone. So I feel really bad about that. Um, and then the best, just knowing that there is something after this life to where it's not just like, oh, I lived this kind of life for nothing when I die and that's it. So I'd say it gives you like hope. Yeah, I totally agree. And her last question, uh, this one's for me. Uh, where was it? Oh, how did you catch that EVP and what are all your thoughts on it? And did Patty chime in? Um, so I'll start with what happened with that exactly so we did the episode um we did the interview and i didn't hear anything different or special you know uh during the interview and while i was editing the interview i i always listen to the entire episode i'm editing and i cut out mostly long pauses or just you know things that don't have to do with the episode and stuff like that it's not never like anything too in depth but so the interview was going on and uh, she finished answering one of the, I think it was one of the listener questions. Actually, I think it was one of Mandy's questions. And there was this weird sound and it was super faint. Now I've edited 50 of these uh, podcasts at this point, And I've never, ever heard something like that before. So I decided on a whim, I'll, I'll ch- try to figure out what that, what that is. So I raised the volume on it and it sounded super weird and super off. So I went down, you know, the rabbit hole that night. I reversed it. I played with the sound waves. I slowed it down. And that's what uh, is at the end of the episode. It's just, it was freaky. What did you guys think of it? Yeah, I definitely, I thought it was creepy. And I, I legit think you caught something there or we caught something there. Uh, it's just like too perfect, you know, like just like considering the subject matter we were talking about. And, you know, my mother saying that there were, spirits around and stuff like that like it just I mean I think you know in my mind I think 100% it was like uh, an EVP that we, we caught for sure yeah for sure and um, I mean Steve you'll hear you know you'll hear all these like Skype sounds or recording sounds but those are very robotic sounding and you can tell but that was something else man and I wonder I wonder if it came in through Patty's or one of ours or it doesn't matter i don't know it's that's what of, i was kind of a lot of questions yeah mm-hmm. do you remember what um what she asked right before the evp thing happened steve uh she was talking about i think she was talking about the the old man with the missing tooth oh the uh, visitor. yeah the visitor which in context kind of makes sense because um that's like it's a it, she's talking about someone being there while we're recording the podcast uh, that wants to be heard so yeah. to have that voice come through kind of is what i figured it if, i mean if it is evp that's to that's my nuts. best yeah it's uh and and 
you know, I know a lot of people trying to figure out what it was saying. Um, I forget who, it, I think it was horror fan Ryan that said, it sounds like uh, Let's XP, which I thought was hilarious. Um, <laughs> but truthfully, I heard I'm asking, and that was in reverse. So when you play it reverse, it oh really gosh. sounds like he's saying I'm asking, which kind of makes sense because that's when we were asking questions. So it's almost like he wanted a turn and it was, ugh, <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, because you did like kind of shoo them all away. So maybe he's like, I'm asking to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I wonder when we get around again if it'll happen again. That'd be nuts. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, as far as if she chimed in, uh, she did. I messaged her about it and I sent her the audio clip. I don't know if she listened. I'm assuming she definitely listened to the audio clip. Um, but I told her that we, we picked something up and stuff. And she said she's you know, like 99, 100% sure that it was the guy she was talking about with the missing tooth was the one that was taught. That's, you know, was talking. So that was what she said. Yeah. She said he had a lot of energy coming through. Yeah. So if you didn't hear it last week's episode, uh, it's after the outro song uh, where I usually put like an end bumper. So if you want to hear, it's like a three minute segment. I kind of explained what was going on and played it four times, uh, the different variations of it. So Definitely check it out. It was it was it was interesting. Um, next question comes to us from uh, Eric. He says, "Do you think that M Night Shyamalan pigeonholed himself by having the twist in his movies? More often than not, I found that the twist took away from what would have been a decent movie." Yeah, I would say definitely. I think, I mean, I don't know if pigeonhole is the right thing, but I definitely think it made people want that twist like every time, and maybe put pressure on him. Um, and yeah, I mean, you were, people were always expecting something and to have a twist as good as that it, as your first movie, it's kind of like impossible after that to like, you know, duplicate it. And, uh, so yeah, so yeah, I think so. Funny Cause that twist wasn't even in the first four or five drafts. Um, really? Yeah. He, uh, on one of the extras on the Blu-ray, he was talking about how like he kept writing it. It was just shit until he got to the. Bruce Willis thing so um I don't know maybe that's just his style you know yeah I mean if it's a good style but it would put a lot of pressure on me but I mean maybe that's how he operates best and since he felt like the movie as Todd said was shit until he came up with that twist I mean maybe it's just a way of him pushing himself and his limits just to make his films a little bit better and isn't that what you all want is the twist and turns? I mean, ha, do, do all of his movies have twists? Like, I'm trying to think of ones that maybe did. See, The no. Village had one. The, they, they all did early on until he started doing, like, Last Night Airbender. And, um, Those are more commercial, though. I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, Devil didn't have a much of a crazy twist from my recollection. Yeah, well, like... Devil was just, like, trying to figure out who the person that right. actual it was, yeah. was. Yeah. What the catch is. Yeah. yeah, like I, I like Devil until it was the the lady because they didn't really establish rules for it. So I'm like, okay, that right. person's out of the show now. It's got to yeah. be one of these remaining people, and it's her. I'm like, what? Yeah. But I think if um, anything, I think if anything, Eminem Shyamalan kind of didn't screw himself, but like having your best film be your first one, then everyone's like, yeah, it's fucking what's what's next. So that kind of yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's right. I think he kind of pigeonholed with the twist thing because I mean, this one had a great twist, and then Unbreakable, his next film, also had a great twist. 
So I think Hollywood are like, okay, you can make movies, but we need the twist. So then he makes Signs, which had, I mean, the twist was, I mean, I like the movie, but I thought the twist was a little weak. You know, the whole like water thing and yeah. swing, the water planet. swing, you know, with the bat and all that shit. And then it, then it was Lady in the Water, uh, the village first, which I didn't like the twist. I hated um, it. <laughs> and then Lady in the Water, you have a guy with a giant arm and you have a guy who's good at puzzles. And I mean, it was like, it was getting so obvious that he was forcing a twist as opposed yeah. to just making his movie that I do think that's what kind of led to his eventual downfall, which thankfully came back up uh, after a few years later. But yeah, I think it was the problem was the twist. And by the time it came to The Happening, which was his last like twist movie, uh, God, that movie was terrible. So. Yeah. What was the twist in The Happening? It was, uh, that, the, it was with the trees and stuff. That, the, oh, I, yeah, oh the that plant, was the twist? Like, the yeah. Plant, like, yeah, the, the mother nature like turned on us or whatever. <sighs> we were destroying her planet or whatever. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Um, he, I gotta say, though, he's he's definitely kind of making a resurgence right now. And if anyone hasn't watched it, me and Sam are on season two of Servant right now, which is the show he created um, for Apple TV. And it is fantastic. So mm-hmm. definitely right I know it, yeah. We've talked about it before and it's so good. I told Joe, I was like, the only thing I hate about it is that it's only 30 minutes. And I'm like, that is so unfair. A show like that and how good it is needs to be an hour. What's it about? We've talked about it uh, before. Joe, do you want to take this? Sure. Uh, Yeah. So it's about uh, this husband and wife, their uh, newborn baby died and the mother is taking it like super hard so they bring in uh one of those like you know fake baby dolls like to kind of comfort her and to make it you know so she can kind of take care of it and basically they hire a nanny to like help um take care of this fake baby because like the mom like is in such denial about her child dying that um you know they they bring in this nanny and basically uh one day they go up to the bedroom and there's an actual baby there now and i i'll just kind of leave it at that because i don't want to spoil it anymore like that but i will say like it, it gets uh sort of like a cult gets involved and stuff like that and that's kind of where we're at right now but it's it's very good and uh very mysterious like still a lot of unanswered questions um, that definitely want to make you keep going. And apparently, from what I, I, I uh, read an interview recently uh, with my Shyamalan, and I guess he wrote the entire ending uh, during quarantine. So he said he plans on doing four seasons, and he already has Ooh. the ending in mind now. Yeah. Well, that makes me happy. And I like this season, too, because um, there's more humor in it but it doesn't it doesn't throw you off of like the path of where he wants to take you it's really good yeah. though yeah and the acting's fantastic in it um the acting it the guy from, is so yeah. good the guy from harry potter there I, I forget i don't i'm not a harry potter watcher so i don't know do you know who what's his the, name the, Sam? daniel radcliffe like harry potter no no no, no, no. He, well, the guy the from harry potter kid. it's eight movies yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's Rupert, a, he's rupert a grint yeah rupert grint he's a redheaded yeah he's a redheaded gentleman yeah, yeah, yeah Rupert Gray, great. he plays uh, yeah. Ron Weasley. Okay, yeah, he is really good in it. So, and uh, I can't I can't remember any of the actors' names, but the father, he's like my favorite part of the whole show. He's just such a good actor. So, yeah, great acting, great story so far, and yeah, definitely recommend it. Awesome. 
All right. Uh, next series of question comes to us from Kaylee. First question: How long have you had your collection, Joe? Um, I've I guess I've been seriously collecting for it's probably on year eight now. Yeah, like I, I would say I guess it's like right when I started my YouTube channel. Like I had a little bit of a collection, but once I started doing YouTube, it really took on like a a life a, a different life there we're getting all the subscription boxes and stuff like that and then i got away from youtube and it just uh i mean i just i'm still a collector to this day and love collecting and i don't foresee myself ever stop collecting at this point now so uh it's gotten quite huge in those eight years and i, I can't even imagine what it will be like in another eight years and i'm already i'm like out of room right now i mean we're in an apartment now but uh you know, we're already talking about get moving out and getting a house just so I make more room for that collection. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, like, how much that stuff accumulates over the years. So. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. And her, her next question. Your mom alluded to an angry man on that amazing interview. Did she ever mention if she's come into contact with demons or anything? No, she hasn't. I, I've never asked her either. She's only talked about, like, I guess, malicious spirits, like, but, uh, you know, live beings that lived, she's never talked about uh, demons. Um, maybe it's something she doesn't want to talk about, or maybe it's just something she's, she's never dealt with personally. Uh, all right. And her third question, what other movies do you enjoy in the Shyamalan universe? I truly enjoyed The Visit, The Village, and Devil. Of course, the bigger ones as well. Fuck the happening. Fuck the happening, indeed. Um, uh, yeah, I think his early no, career was. I love the happening. <laughs> you would. <laughs> you would. Oh, why? That's what, my Mark Wahlberg. What do you love about it, Wahlberg? That's great, Todd. Thank you. What do you like about the happening, Sam? Me, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it is funny, but it wasn't supposed to be funny. Yes, it was. Was it? There's. They wrote some humor in there. Only for funny people. I only saw it once in theaters, and I like hated it so much. I never like thought to revisit it. But as far as yeah, as far as good Shyamalan, uh, definitely, obviously, the one we're talking about tonight, Sixth Sense, and then I'd probably say Signs is probably my second favorite of his. I, you know, Unbreakable gets a lot of hate, but I I really loved that movie. I thought it was great. You know, it's not a horror movie. I think maybe that's why it gets more hate because people expected another horror movie and it's, you know, a superhero movie. Uh, Split and then Split. Split, fantastic. I mean, that was definitely his resurgence, his comeback movie. And uh, yeah, Glass was a a disappointment, though. Yeah, Glass sucked. Yeah. Um, If I think I had to go top three, Sixth Sense, number one, easily, followed by... Um, probably split because James McAvoy is just freaking great in that. And then, um, yeah, probably Unbreakable after that. I still haven't seen Lady in the Water though. It's not great. <laughs> hey, it's not awful. It's, I mean, it's, it's not like not... a horror movie. No, it's definitely not. That's like another one I think I only saw the one time in theaters. You fell asleep anyways, Joe, so you don't get to talk <laughs> shit I on did it. not. <laughs> yes, you did. How do you know? We didn't even know each other. <laughs> what is it called? She's doing a seance in, on you. Lady in the water. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of Shape of Water, my bad. <laughs> I, I still haven't seen Shape of Water either. Shape of Water is great. I want to see some fish sex. Mm-hmm. 
What are your favorites, Sam? Um, my favorites. So I forgot that he actually did the happening. Um, so this makes it tough. Let's see. Obviously, signs gonna go with that for number one, and then village, I think. And then it's either between split or the happening, since you guys are shitting on it. Damn. <laughs> um, for me, I six cents number one for sure. Uh, number two, unbreakable. And number three is where it's tough. It's probably split, but I did like science a lot too. So, uh, but split, I think, had the better acting and yeah. didn't rely on a stupid twist. So, science got that, that twist is so half baked. Like, it is. And that's the problem. And that's why I thought the twist yeah. thing was kind of, you know, becoming too much. So, yeah. Everything Maybe was I so good. about the twist. Everything about that movie, waters. though. It was everything else was so good in that movie that I'm like able to forgive it a little more. Yeah, that's yes. right. They had such memorable scenes, and it was, it was scary because yeah. you didn't see the you know the aliens for a long time, and the one time you did in that footage in Brazil was so good. Yeah. Didn't like, yeah. Um. All right. So she ends her question period here with lastly, kind of cool that Joe's mom and girlfriend have the shining gift. At least Joe has that magnificent beard. <laughs> all right. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, this one comes from Captain Amazing eighty five. In honor of Women in Horror Month, if you could swap final girls from two movies, who would they be, and would they survive the other or die? Ooh. So let's throw out That's Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street and Sydney Prescott. They're practically and... the same. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> all the they kind of are. They are. That's why I think they would both survive in like the mm. they're all you know in their respective movies. Hmm. I'm like, can, let me Google. Can any of them replace Ripley? Because I don't think so. No. I think they'd oh, all die. Yes. No. Yes. Who's gonna replace Ripley? Who? Who? Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Tell me you don't see it. In underwater, it? maybe. Yeah, I guess. Kristen Stewart in underwater, maybe. Yeah, she, she's resourceful yeah. and like like a. A hard labor kind of position like Ripley was. I, I can accept that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think like Jamie Lee Curtis or no Cindy Prescott or anything like that. Definitely not. They're going to eat Mother Queen really fast. Yeah. Maybe. But I don't know. Like they're both like resilient. I mean, they've been in like multiple movies. and But like, so you don't think they, they can handle a serial killer, but they can't handle like an alien? No, like, because Ripley's got the leg up because she was like an engineer, you know, yeah. in space, had practice on the power loader thingy. This is true. All right, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll allow it. You'll allow it, okay. <laughs> yeah, I find a lot of the other Final Girls are all similar and kind of, you know, powers and resilience and badassery. So, yeah, I, I think most of them could replace each other and live. It's just Ripley that I think is kind of a just a step above the other ones as far as survival. Yeah. Um, what do you think are like the most never mind i'll save this for our episode later in the month oh oh okay. uh this is a question <laughs> do you have something joe no i was just saying that's like a little tease that we're doing a women in our episode oh yeah right this month. Yeah, yeah for sure the last episode of the month for those uh they're looking forward to it so. why is it gotta be the last one wow because <laughs> we already have a couple planned out so that's right <laughs> Um, all right, his next question. Who is the worst final girl? Like, 100% should have died. Ooh, oh, my gosh. Question. I remember. I feel like there was someone that we all agreed on last year. I feel like Todd 
came up with the answer like right off the top of his head, or his opinion, anyways. Oh, throwing Tom on the spot, he looks puzzled. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, well, one of the girls in uh, in Hellfest should have died. I don't. Oh, remember. that fucking. Well, she did die. No, the, the, the one that survived, I thought should have died. I thought they all died in Hellfest. No. Did they? Uh, maybe I'm thinking the guy of blood, goes back to his fest. daughter. Maybe he's thinking haunt. Oh. I can't remember now. I I confused like haunt Hellfest and uh, what's that other one? Blood well, Bloodfest and Bloodfest. Yeah, <laughs> they're all so similar. Even though haunt's definitely the winner out of those three, but I agreed. Hellfest wasn't bad though. It had its, its fun moments. It has moments, but the characters were just so obnoxious. Yeah, just that one, the main. Yeah, yeah, but she she dies so, so yeah. Bad. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel of that though. I think it, they could make a better movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't think of anyone that deserves to die. No. I'm trying. Um. Maybe. Um. Well, that's a. Fi- we're talking about Final Girls, not Final Guys. I was gonna say the guy from his house. He deserved it. But, <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to know what people think. The one, like whoever asked this question, I want to know their answer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's on the Discord, so send it there, and uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm curious to think what he was thinking when he, he wrote that question. He must have had one in mind. Uh, yeah, so. I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I got nothing good, sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, and his last question, any up-and-coming female horror stars we should be on the lookout for? Could be actors, directors, makeup artists, or anything. Great question. Wait, I came up with one for the just the last question. Oh. Um, what about Mandy? From All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Well, she was a killer, though, wasn't she? Yeah, she should have died. <laughs> I thought you liked Did her. Did she not die? I already forget. We no, just watched Todd this movie last year. I mean, but I, I liked I... Mandy Lane, but now I can't because of Amber Heard. We talked about Oh, her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, she's crazy in real life. Um, <laughs> that, was our last, that was our last Women in Horror episode, right? We covered that for Women in Horror, I think, last Did Yeah, it was Jennifer Zavati, wasn't it? No, I thought we covered Mandy Jennifer Lane. Was... I don't know. We covered Mandy. I thought we covered Mandy Lane in Revenge. Yes, oh, you're yeah, right. We did. Yeah. Yeah. She do misery for women in horror. She's a powerful female character. <laughs> she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god! Imagine, imagine Kathy Bates, uh, Annie Wilkes in uh, Alien. Like holy fuck! Oh, <laughs> she would have had. Yeah, she would have finished the movie in thirty minutes. Uh, I can't think of an upcoming. <laughs> female director or actress or anything like that right now yeah. uh, Nia da Costa is definitely one that's I seem to see her name everywhere um, now of she's course the director right yeah she, she's the one who's directing um, Candyman Candyman um, that's right yeah yeah and she's doing a bunch of other stuff like after that it's just like we should have watched her movies by now but we haven't because of COVID but I think that's going to be a name that's going to be probably among the top tier directors period not just women uh, so that's one mm-hmm. and camille sullivan man uh i gave her my best actress of 2020 for uh, yeah. hunter hunter uh, i hope she makes more horror films because god damn she was good in that movie yeah no she was great what was the question sorry i missed it uh she's saying uh, any upcoming uh female horror stars we should be on the lookout for it could be actors directors mm-hmm. makeup artists or anything I like the girl from Revenge, Matilda Lutz. I thought she was oh, a really good yeah. final girl. Plus, yeah. she looked really good. Has she, has yeah. she done anything since? I'm really? looking at her thing right now. Um, she was in Rings. I never saw Rings, though. Oh, it was really bad. Yeah, I remember <laughs> you saying that. Um, 
a lot of French films. Yeah, well, that, that was a female director as well. I don't know what she's if she's gone and done anything recently either, but she would be another up and comer if uh, she's planning on doing anything else horror wise. Yeah, the director's done Revenge was her last film, so. Okay. Well, hopefully she does something else. Yeah. As far as like actors, uh, there's I'm trying to think of like an act, any like young actresses that are currently out there. Why do they have to be young, Joe? Well, because they're supposed to be up and coming. (laughs) Yeah, but I can start my acting career now. I don't have to be seventeen to be up and coming. Fair enough. Stop putting us in boxes, Joe. Can we all just say that we want Tony Collette to star in everything because she's amazing? Oh fuck yeah, she's so good. So amazing. She's so fucking good, man. She's never really done anything is. bad. I don't think she's ever done anything bad. Like I loved everything she's done. The dr- like, is... Even though she's so recognizable, all of her, she, all of her characters are so different. Like she never does one character the same. Where you're like, oh, that's kind of the same, you know? Yeah, in this one too, that's with it. her Philly accent. Yeah, and she's kind of like the mom that's kind of maybe like got a reputation around town, but she's like super sweet. That was, mm-hmm. she's great. Yeah, I, I think she's uh, she's got some kind of power though because I mean, Sixth Sense was 21 years ago and she still looks, she the, looks same. the same. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's, it's fucking freaky. I know. Yeah, that's what I told Joe because I completely forgot that she was in this movie and I said, Joe, she's not old enough to be a mom in the Sixth Sense, and he goes, Yes, she was, and I'm like, No, she's probably what like late 40s now, and he was like, She's in it, and I'm like, Holy cow. Yeah, I mean, what is, she's gonna be. She's probably in her fifties now. I would think. I, I'd guess, yeah. 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 She's she's awesome. Um, she was right. in that movie you loved. She was in that movie you loved too this year, Sam. Um, shit, what was it called? I wasn't as big on it, but uh, the one on Netflix there you watched, Sam. Uh, with the girl that we were talking about. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now. Unbelievable. No. A different one. Yeah, keep go go ahead, Steve. I'll 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 look it up. All right. Uh, next question comes from Horror Fan Ryan. It says, "What movie would Sam make a good final girl in? I could see her in Midsommar." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You think you're cute and you think you're funny, but you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Take note, Joe. Yeah. Don't take Sam any. Europe, European backtrack, backpacking trips or anything like that? Definitely not. Like I, I, I said, that movie really hit me, okay? <laughs> so if you guys can read between the signs, the you, lines. You know it's bad when Sam has a notebook out and she's like, okay, step one. <laughs> Get a bear suit. Uh, I think Sam would be good in a slasher. You know, like, maybe the yeah. girl that's like, oh, I know the, like a Randy kind of, knows the rules. I think, oh, I love that. Yeah. I like her, I would like her as like a Mandy Lane character. Like, okay, but why are psycho? they all psycho people? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm the smart, movie was, Joe. That movie, Sam, it was uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, the, the, the only, I think, logical movie for Sam would be in Trick or Treat. She, she would come in and be like, I'm Halloween, and I'm the real Sam bitch. <laughs> and then kills, uh, <laughs> kills the other Sam, and that's it. Like, just takes over and becomes the new Sam. We've all been doing Halloween wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What would you like to see yourself in, Sam? If you could be the final girl in any franchise or movie, what would you like to be? Hmm. This is tough. 
Um, maybe revenge. Also, maybe um, shit. What's the movie that came out? Was it last the year before last? Uh, with what's her face that looks like Margot Robbie? Oh, Samara yeah. Weaving. What's Samara, that movie? Uh, trigger, uh, Ready or not? Yeah. Yes, Ready or not. That's awesome. Yep. I, yeah, I love Samara Weaving. Uh, it's too bad she seems to be getting away from horror. Uh, all right. Uh, next question comes to us from Kayla. She says, favorite favorite female villain. Oh, Annie Wilkes, easy. Who Queen else Alien. is there? How about Tiffany? Yes. Yeah, Classic. Awesome. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the nun. There's something about her that freaks me the fuck out. So. But also something about her that turns you on. I know that's what I was gonna say. It's it's Bonnie Aaron's like, (laughs) yeah, definitely, Um, yeah, for sure. And I think we did a top five in last year's episode, if I remember, of uh, our favorite. Yeah, we definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I had a different answer back then, but this year I'm saying the none. All right, I think this is our last question for now. Uh, This one comes from Rod. He says, "Hey squad, what is your favorite M Night Shyamalan film, and what is your least favorite?" So we already talked about our favorites. What's your least favorite film of his? Huh. We're sticking to horror, I assume. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everyone, yeah, if you saw Last Airbender, you know already the answer. But <laughs> as far as like more horror ones, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'll probably, I guess I'd have to go with The Happening just because it gets so damn silly. Yeah, I, I think it's a funny silly though. It's goofy, you know? Yeah. Um. I'm going with the visit because I just did not like that freaking boy character, his rapping, and then I thought the oh, twist was unforgettable. God, yeah, and I thought the <laughs> twist was just insanely unbelievable that they would send them off, not ever meeting them, not having a current picture. The mom wouldn't like verify this. You know what I mean? Like that stuff, I couldn't suspend my disbelief for. So that that's mine. I didn't like the happening either. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> it's fine um i was gonna well i'm like i can't even think of any of the ones that i didn't like because i'm not choosing the happening um but i guess i'll go with todd's pick the visit hmm. a lot of people considered the visit too like his like comeback movie which i mean surprised. it was scary but it had I'm its not, mo- it definitely I'm not had putting it. the happening as the least so it it had its moments but yeah like, what the like was cool. oh what about Oh nope, I got one. Did he do the de- did he do Devil guys? He, pr- he produced it, didn't he? Or he produced it. it. He well, didn't direct I... it. Yeah. Fine. Never mind then. I thought Devil was cool, except for the the rules not being explained. Mm-hmm. But Maybe the visit had that really cool hiding go seek scene and like the so crawl scary. space thing, whatever. Yeah, that part was cool. And then like, but then you get like. I'll tell you what where I lost it with that movie is when like the he, diaper like, takes, when he takes off the dirty diaper and like puts it on like, that was so kid. funny you <laughs> loved was, it he deserved it because so he kept fucking rapping stupid yeah <laughs> and yeah and the rapping was like dumb as hell too but that that diaper scene was just like what what are we doing here <laughs> I don't remember the rapping yeah he was like oh, an aspiring a rapper oh okay so he has some dreams that he wants to follow what's wrong with that poor kid doesn't deserve corn turds in his face <laughs> i like that scene for one 
Uh, all right. So that's all the questions we have today. Thank you to everyone who uh, sent us some questions. Like I said, there's going to be more uh, after our review of the Sixth Sense because there are some questions about that. But first, you know it's coming. You know what's happening right now because it happens every single week. So a word from our sponsor. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. You guys ready for what watched? Hell yeah. All right. No. Well, well, too bad, because you're going to get ready. And I remember in the beginning of the year, I said I was going to bring more books to the table. So my first one is going to be a book called Clown in a Cornfield, which I think I sent the cover to you guys a couple months back. Um, read it last year, uh, written by Adam Caesar. And it's I didn't know it was a young adult book, um, but I don't really hold it against, like, because you got stuff like Hunger Games, which is really good stuff like that. And I like those books too. But this one is exactly how it sounds. Clown in a Cornfield, um, some teen teenagers hang out, uh, very small town, burned down warehouse to hang out in, and there's a mascot for this burned down corn syrup factory, which is the clown. I forget what the clown's name is. But they all go to a party in the cornfield, and they all start getting killed by not one clown, but multiple clowns. Um, so they're using crossbows, axes, chainsaws, um, cutting heads off, hands off. So it's pretty damn brutal. My only beef with it is there's a little bit too much high school drama for my taste, but I guess if I would have saw that as a young adult novel, I should have expected that. But yeah, Clown and Cornfield, pretty quick read and very violent. All right, uh, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, so my first one this week, I watched over on Shudder. And it was released in Indonesia in 2019, but it just released in the US in 2021. So I'm counting it as a 2021 film. And that is The Queen of Black Magic. So this is a remake of a 1983 Indonesian film. A uh, few gro grown-up orphans are invited to the orphanage they used to reside in to say goodbye to their dying caretaker. Once there, their past comes back to haunt them. Um, I had heard a few things about this movie. People said it was pretty good. Decided to check it out. And holy hell. Uh, I think we might have to review this at some point because there is a lot to this movie. It's scary as fucking hell. Maybe the scariest movie I've seen since I've been on the podcast. The tension is insane. It's super well acted. Very interesting twists. A uh, little bit of a negative where there's a little bit of CGI that's obvious CGI, but it's not a big part of the film, so it's not that bad. And the end could have been a little bit better, but overall, fucking fantastic movie. I absolutely loved it. I would even say had it been on 2020's list, it would have been my number two of the year. So uh, I really, really like this one. And hopefully maybe we can review it at some point, but if we don't, at least check it out because it's super worth it. It's over on Shudder, the queen of black magic. A, a poster on Shudder is pretty badass. Yeah. It sounds like thing. we, it sounds like, well, based on your review, it sounds like we might have to <laughs> review it for the show. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's an, obviously it's a in Indonesian film, so it's not in English, but yeah, it's fucking awesome. And a good, finally a good film in 2021. <laughs> Yeah, your best of 2021, I guess, so far. Yeah, between Grizzly and uh, what's the other shit I watched? Psycho <laughs> Gorman. And Psycho Gorman, yeah, it's uh, easily my favorite of 2021 so far. Is that the one that you were talking about, Joe, that you said Steve really liked? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Sam, you want to go next? Spooky. You want me to go? 
Um, I guess I'll go. All right. So Joe and I both watched this. I don't know if he was going to talk about it, but we both can talk, talk about, about it. I'll talk about it. if. Sure. Which one should I, I do first, about, Joe? I don't know what it is, but I'll talk about it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to save the rant for a little bit later. So I'm going with Don't Tell a Soul. Um, this is on Netflix. It's uh, a drama slash thriller. Two thieving teenage brothers stealing money to help their sick mom match wits with a troubled security guard stuck at the bottom of a forgotten well. Uh, this stars Mina Savari, Jack Dylan Grazer, which we all know from it, um, Rain Wilson. And I was really excited about this just because it looked kind of spooky. I wasn't expecting it to be like a full on horror movie. Um, but I knew the twist right at the beginning. So that was a little disappointing. Um, but pretty much it's about these two brothers. One is young and one's the older one. The older one is a complete monster to his poor little young brother. He tortures him, abuses him, just treats him like dirt. And their mom is dying of lung cancer. So she can barely get off the couch. And so there's a lot of pressure on the young brother, which is played by Jack Dylan. Um, and the older brother is just bad news. And then Rain Wilson plays the security guard. Um, I don't really know what else to say without spoiling it. Joe, do you have any thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, this movie was okay. Uh, I had like, I think there's, it's like half a good movie, but the right, this movie really suffers from the writing. That was like my main issue with this movie. It is like, it's entertaining enough, but it's not something I would like say, oh, you need to go out and watch this. I guess my best, I would say a laundry movie. That would, that's what I would hey, say. You Okay, well, you fell asleep, Joe. I did fall asleep the first time, and then I went and rewatched it uh, the next day. I would say laundry movie. I would say Better? it's like a, it's like um, you get off the couch maybe twice kind of movie. <laughs> But you don't you don't pause it though when you get up you just walk off and do your thing yeah yeah i mean there there is like a lot of twists in this movie there's like there is there's like two or three like twists and this but the part the movie goes like so off the rails like by the third Come act on. like it does it goes completely off. that's the writing just gets downright silly like it's just like un a lot of like just like completely you really have to like di like completely like throw out any like sort of realism like just no you joe no you don't you don't understand me personally i was tortured by my older brother it was like this was a level 100 mine was probably maybe at an 82 <laughs> but imagine being tortured by someone all the freaking time like you would want to take the turns and go off the rails like this kind of goes like it's i don't know what do you do right. get a bunch I of titty twisters all day God, worse. He just I, wants to be, he wants to be like the man of his house. He like bosses him around. He physically abuses him, mentally abuses him, treats their poor dying mom like complete garbage. Like he's an awful human being. Um, with the security guard, like he pretty much doesn't care about other people and other people's lives. And you just have to watch it. I really only watched it because of Rain Wilson and also because of Jack Dylan. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rain Wilson does a pretty good job in this one, and it's only eighty minutes, so it's like a pretty. It's easy, a quick easy, watch. Easy, yeah, a quick. I like, mean, it's not like watch. a horror movie, so no. you horror fans don't get disappointed. Like, don't even get me started. Let me wait for my next turn on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 okay. I mean, I, you know, take it or leave it. I guess. What was it called again? Don't tell a soul. Yes. Yeah. What, did you guys watch it on anything particular? Um, no, it's just you can just like pay per view VOD. Uh, let me see. All right, my next one is going to be one that Steve watched last week, I think, and then one of our buddies Chuck emailed or messaged in, and it's called Talon Falls, filmed in southeastern Kentucky. It's about five hours away from, eh, not that long, about four hours away from me. Um, but this one is like a similar setup to Hellfest. And this one came out in uh, 2017, where they go to a um, local haunt, you know, that's pretty big around town. And of course, there's, they're having a little road trip and they find a flyer. So they want to go check it out and they get pulled out of the line for a special fast pass kind of thing. Um, and then it turns out that it's, it is, it, it is a haunt. However, the victims aren't actors. It's actually the people. Um, personally, I, I think this movie would have done better if it was in like the 2007 2005 2007 range when torture all the torture stuff was out like hostile and things like that um that being said i really liked some of the brutality in it like they didn't hold back on that and i i fucking love the set i love anything like the fun house hellfest that whole setup that gets you in the mood for halloween and stuff like that but and, and a lot of this is low budget but the acting was like terrible at some at some parts and i thought the plot was pretty predictable like you knew exactly where it was going the whole time but for like a low budget film, I mean, you can do a lot worse. This one's actually available on Tubi. Tubi. <laughs> Tubi. Um, my second one this week is a 2020 film. I watched it over on Amazon Prime and it is The Rental. So in this movie, two couples rent a cabin from a shady uh, caretaker and um, they start noticing some weird stuff in the cabin, like they're being recorded in the shower, stuff like that. And the the guy and the girl from the one each couple sleep with each other and they're afraid their secret's going to be out and then a bunch of other stuff happens and i don't want to ruin the rest of the movie uh it was okay you know i'd heard really good things about it but personally i found that not much happens it's kind of a you know nothing movie like uh i didn't i didn't really understand the motivation for the killer uh he just kills i guess that's that's his motivation uh i just expected more like they're just there's a good hour of this movie where nothing happens it's just people hanging out at a cabin and it's only when the kills start happening late in the movie that there's a little bit of action but like i said i don't i never understood what why the killer was doing it i didn't understand what really the point of the movie was uh it was okay like the acting was decent and um you know i wasn't like bored or anything it's just i expected a lot more from what i had heard of it so uh not a huge recommend maybe a one-time watch so you can check it out on prime it's the rental Okay, but what about the lies, Steve? <laughs> the lies? The, scan- the scandal. Yeah, see that, you know, I, I don't know. That's like reality show stuff <laughs> to me. Like, I don't, I don't I don't, care about it. It just, who cares, you know? It's, uh, he, should, he should have been with that okay, girl fair, to begin with. That's, that's fair enough. Yeah. But if you were in his position, would you have said something? The guy who cheated? Yes. I would never be in that position. All right. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> Proud to call you a friend. Good job. 
You're up, Sam. All righty. <sighs> Guys. Well, here we okay. go. Okay. Maybe I just need to bring my standards up and maybe it, I don't know. You guys tell me. Okay, so I just, okay, I'm going to try to say this calmly without being too sassy. Um, has it, <laughs> Todd or Steve, have you guys heard of the little things with Denzel Washington and Jared Leto? I heard about no. it. I didn't watch it. Is it a okay. movie? It's a movie. It's a new one. It's classified as a crime, as a drama, and also as a thriller. Now, what is missing in this classification? It rhymes with schmore. No, it's not tor. It's horror. Okay, so I watched this movie. Um, Joe can tell you where we found it. Okay, okay. So I it's enjoyed HBO, this movie. It's an HBO Max exclusive. So you can My watch. face is getting so red right now. I'm getting hot. I don't know okay. if you like it or hate it. That's what I'm interested in here. Okay. I'm like sweating right now. Let me just tell you what it's about. Okay. Um, Kern County Deputy Sheriff Joe Deacon is sent to LA for what should have been a quick evidence gathering assignment. Instead, he becomes embroiled in the search for a serial killer who is terrorizing the city. Okay, so I am a Denzel Washington fan. I've been a fan since I was a kid. Preacher's wife, anyone? Hello? Um, these are the kinds of movies that Denzel does. So I don't appreciate all the horror fans who are literally taking the biggest, the steamiest, the hottest dumps on this movie saying that it sucks. Um, it's a thriller, it's a crime movie. I don't know what you freaking want. They showed some dead bodies. It was about a murderer. There was some suspicion with a character or two. It's, I don't know what more you want. Um, Denzel did a great job in this. It also has, what's his name? I'm forgetting him. Um, Rami Malek, who was amazing. You didn't know if he was a killer, if he was involved. You didn't know if it was Jared Leto. He's kind of looking crazy. You're not sure where it's going to go. A lot of people felt that it didn't answer what they wanted it to answer. And literally, I've seen so many comments about how this movie sucked, how it's not a horror movie. I've seen so many horror YouTubers who have given this movie such a bad review because it's not a horror movie. Get a life and get over it. But did you like it? <laughs> I loved it. And I'm like, and I told Joe, because Joe watched it. I'm like, Joe, this movie is not for you. It's for like someone who is watching Lifetime on a Saturday afternoon. It's for someone who likes Sally Field in Eye for an Eye. Like, it's not for someone who likes Trick or Treat or who likes, I don't fucking know. What about Seven? Terrify the Terrifier. It's not for you people. I don't remember seven. I don't think I've actually ever seen it. I would say yes. I don't think it's that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. I don't think it's that intense. I feel like no. seven is really intense. But I like taking lives or something like that. With what's his name? Liam Nelson? No, that's um, 
No, you're, I know you're thinking about. No, Taking Lives has Angelina Jolie in it. I don't. Uh, I've seen that. Yes. Or Along Came a Spider, something like that, maybe. Yeah, it's have, like kind of along that. those lines, I guess. I, I'd say it's like a light version of Seven. I guess would be the best way to describe this one. Uh, you know, I'm like kind of there with Sam for sure. Like I'm not as um, passionate about, you know, people f- saying it's a terrible movie because, you know, I, I will say I definitely enjoyed the movie. I think it's like a solid movie, but I can definitely see like people's complaints with this movie for sure. Um, Jared Leto without a doubt is like, the highlight of this movie his acting is fantastic in it uh, you know great performances like all throughout honestly i mean you have three oscar winners here um in yes. leto in leto malik and denzel so i mean you're getting you know good perform great great performances the problem i think people are having with this is because you have three fantastic actors you're expecting a oscar worthy movie and you don't get that here it's it's still like a solid movie for sure, but it's not a top tier crime drama movie, unfortunately. With that being said, I still think it's absolutely worth a watch. And, uh, you know, overall, a good movie. Okay, and I just want to say, like, the reason why I get so mad, like, I get that it has really three well-known actors. They all did an amazing job acting. That's not their fault that maybe the script wasn't written how you guys wanted it and I say you guys as if it's you but you guys um wanted things to be answered but my problem is is that when people give their little reviews and their opinions is that everyone that I've seen in the comments literally everyone's like oh good I was gonna watch this but I'm so glad that I I listened to your fucking review so now I'm not gonna watch it it's like get your own brain get your own taste in movies and stop doing what your favorite horror youtuber is reviewing and shitting on and liking and not liking i like your your passion today sam for real i'm so annoyed and i'm so sorry i don't mean to sound like bitchy or anything but i was so mad seeing all these reviews and i get it's like your opinion but it's just just don't say oh good i was gonna watch this but now i'm not going to like that's all i saw on youtube videos on Facebook pages. I'm just like, can you just please watch it first? Well, now, now you can counter some of that by giving it a good review, and then maybe your people that think you're the favorite, you know, YouTuber will go watch it now. Well, isn't? But I'm like, you guys are making me second guess myself here. Like, do I need to raise my standard? In it's not even a horror movie, so no, I don't need to raise nothing. Yeah, except for my I mean, coffee to this great movie. It's definitely not a horror movie. I mean, there's definitely like some elements in there, but it, you know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, do, do you guys consider seven a horror movie? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this definitely isn't like along those lines. Um, it's like a it, crime, a true it's crime. A cri- it's a true crime. It's, it's a like drama. A crime it's a thriller. thriller. Not a true crime, but it's a crime thriller. Um, yeah. And it's more it's about a, like the detectives. It's not. Right about someone going on a killing spree it's definitely a slow burn too um and it's not slow not super slow it has a good pace it's good pace like it it gets to what it needs to get to right and i think people's main problem is like there's a lot of unanswered questions which i didn't mind honestly 
yeah. That's yeah. life. Sometimes, sometimes we don't understand why Tommy never gives us the call back that Saturday night that you gave him his number. Like sometimes you just don't get these answers in life. So get over right. it and just enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> Love it. Yes, there is no Tommy. I just made that up. Okay, rant complete. <laughs> yes, sorry. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my next one is also a 2B. Um, it's called Monster Hunter, a.k.a. Absurd, a.k.a. Rosso Sanguia. That's my Italian. Um, this one is ridiculous, and I'm glad the title is called Absurd because it is. Um, it's about a guy that's like, I guess, has like medical shit practice on him that makes him invincible like wolverine he like regenerates and shit and then that makes him crazy so he goes around just killing people um i i don't know i mean i, I guess i just missed the point of this one but on letterbox it has a pretty good uh, rating not overall but from horror fans it's got like a solid bunch of fours overall it's like a 2.9 letterbox but man besides the gore being really cool there's just so much weird shit in here one thing that stood out to me is you could tell these were Italian filmmakers because it was set in America and they're watching NFL. For some reason, it is like a big deal. Like it's always, it's in a lot of scenes. I'm watching this one football game, but they're eating spaghetti and it was super weird because I don't know, Joe, have you ever had spaghetti as your main fucking course for watching NFL or Steve? No, like, no, <laughs> they, no, that's fucking odd. That's it's weird. Odd shit. They were all wearing formal dining wear suits girls big old dresses and there's like 30 dudes and they're all around a tv watching i think the rams and they're fucking eating sp plates of spaghetti I'm like, what the hell is this but um absurd i i wouldn't recommend it it's got some good gore but if you're into italian films um yeah if you're trying to get through a lot of italian films this is one that's on a lot of people's lists so i guess you know just because i didn't like it maybe you will but absurd aka monster hunter on tubi all right um my last one this week is also on tubi uh it is from 1987 and that's slaughterhouse so in this uh movie a company tries to buy an abandoned slaughterhouse from a bitter old owner and his son uh, his son is kind of like leatherface without the like the mask um but and he's like a big old hick guy who kills people and uh yeah the the son starts killing everybody who comes near the slaughterhouse and uh that's about it. I mean, very standard 80s slasher film. Uh, it's got some really cool kills, some really cool visual effects of uh, like bodies and stuff like that. It's it's a pretty standard 80s slasher, but I think it's one that doesn't get a lot of attention. And that's uh, one of the reasons that I want to talk about it. And uh, I think I'd seen it in the past, probably in the 90s at some point. So it's been a long time since I've seen it, but uh, I enjoyed it. You know, it's nothing too great, but it's one that if you like 80s stuff, I would recommend. So that's Slaughterhouse uh, on Tubi. 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 Sam, what you got? Last one. Um, I don't think I have a last one. Yes, you do. I do? Well, we watched one. Shit, is it an obvious one? Yeah, we just watched it. We did? Come play. Uh, oh, yeah! Larry! I'll let you lead this, because I'm like, what did I think? <laughs> All right, uh, so Sam and I watched a 2020 release called Come Play. Um, this one is, like, very similar to Z in a lot of ways, as this one is about a boy who has uh, autism, 
and he uh, has in like basically this like imaginary friend that lives within his electronic devices that uh, basically wants to come out and play with uh, this autistic boy. And yeah, that's about it with this for the plot. But uh, overall, I thought this one wasn't too bad. I think um, the fact that like they focused on like a child with autism as like a main character I thought was like really interesting and definitely like the best parts of this movie um like you know the parents are dealing with basically uh, a divorce because you know they're fighting all the time because they're dealing with um this child with special needs and stuff so there's like a lot of good like really good family drama stuff in this and the larry character is actually like really cool and creepy they definitely like knocked off the babadook though because he like he has like his own like special story that keeps like popping up on the electronic devices um i can't remember the name of the book but like there's like this whole like nursery rhyme to do with like larry coming out but you can only see him like through uh like electronic devices at first so like there's a really cool scene with like the kids holding up the uh ipad and like you can see like larry running across and stuff and he he's a really cool monster design um the problem is like i think my main problem with this movie is is there's a message there but it's like really messy like i I, like I don't exactly know what like the exact message is. Like I have a couple thoughts. Like I think there's multiple message here messages here, but it's just not focused enough. Um, And that was like my main issue with this movie. However, I I do think it's like a decent little horror movie. And uh, I I think it's worth a one-time watch for sure. Um, I also liked it. It is very similar to the Babadook, um, but I will say the kid who plays Oliver, I thought he did a really good job in acting. Um, uh, He wasn't as annoying, and I don't want to say annoying, I guess I shouldn't say that um, about the kid in the Babadook, but um, I don't know, I liked it. I'll say it, it he was fucking annoying. (laughs) I hated that kid. Well, I mean, if the character, me, the character, not not the actor, the character. If you told me like a real a real autistic kid played in this movie, like I'd believe it. Like that's how good this kid was. Yeah, he was really good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I liked that. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, it's no the little things. Let me tell you. <laughs> and the dad, the dad in this movie is played by the guy from Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, yeah, the little cutie. Yeah, he's wasn't good. he in um, Belco too, or is that a different guy I'm thinking of? Uh probably. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen Belco, but I'm assuming so. It's the guy who's stuck in the bunker with them in Ten Cloverfield. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's Belco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah not, not a bad watch. And there were like some parts that I yelled because I was scared. So <laughs> check it out. It's a good like little popcorn, like a yeah. little date night movie. Agreed. Definitely not bad. And that one is VOD right now as well. No free streaming anywhere currently, but I could definitely see this one ending up on Netflix or something soon enough. But Sam, the real question, how many times can you get up from the couch during that movie? Um, I got up quite a few because I drank a lot of water <laughs> that night. Um, 
and it was fine. I didn't miss anything. So there you go. Okay. All right. You guys ready to trivia it up? Yes. I guess. Can we also, Steve, tell them that I got the point from last oh. week? Oh yeah. So or did uh, Todd did Todd get that point? Yeah. No. no I, was, I, was, I, yeah. I, I told. Yeah. I told, I told Todd about it. Uh, so what happened last week is during my question about the sixth sense, I didn't phrase it correctly. Uh, I should have said other than Malcolm, which is Bruce Willis's character, who's the first ghost that Cole sees. Uh, because I didn't phrase it that way, the answer was Malcolm, because he meets him pretty early in the film. So uh, I gave the point to Sam and removed the point from Joe, because te- she said Malcolm in her answer. So. How convenient the, the person leading trivia loses a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Welcome Joe. to my world, Joe. <laughs> I also gave Sam a point for getting the Resident Evil question correct in the chat. So, oh, all right. So that brings us to the current scores are your reigning champ in last place with a solid eight. Sam and Steven uh, tied at 10, and Joe in a commanding 13, oh. but it's not over yet. It's not over yet. We're in week five now, and it's anyone's game. So, who would like to lead off? I'll go. All right. All right. So, get just... your Google ready, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him looking down at his phone like, right. bastard. Did you forget we're on video? He's like, I have the audio ready to go. <laughs> I was pulling up my questions. Hey, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first question I got this week came to us from Weezerface. So thank you very much for the uh, trivia question. Super appreciate it. She says, Santa Mira, California is the setting of 1956 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. What other horror movie is set in this fictional town? The Lost Boys? Uh, Santa Clarita, I think, isn't it? Uh-huh. Santa Clara. I don't know. What's the town, Steve? Santa Mira. Santa Mira. I'll do you in the bottom while you're drinking sangria. Oh. No? So Step Brothers hose. reference there. Both and hose. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna skip or pass. Is it us? No. It's it's a it's an older film. It's in the Oh, 80s. it is older too. It's in the eighties. The eighties. Yeah. 80s horror movie. Uh, let's go Chud. Wrong. Okay. Any, any other guesses? I know the name, but I can't think of it. Oh, wait. Oh. Halloween 3. <laughs> that is eerily accurate. <laughs> yes, it's Halloween 3. Yes. Really? Joe. Yeah. What? You know, <laughs> Google it. I, I, see the, Google I, see it. Your, I see your phone's light reflection on your shiny forehead. <laughs> I can't be blamed for cheating now because we're all on video. Hands up where you can see him. Hands where you can see him. <laughs> no, I gotta read my trivia. Okay, I'll go next. There I go. Hang on. <laughs> I remember. Um, I remembered it because I remember there's like a tin sign for sale that says like the town name or something. Oh <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay, here's a fun one for you guys. Okay, whoever gets closest to the correct answer gets the point. How many pounds did Donnie Wahlberg lose for the role of Vincent 68. Gray? We both said 60 at the same time. I'm assuming they looked this up probably previously. We both watched, we both watched the documentary. The <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Is that it, Sam? No. Oh, it's not. I mean, did they say 60 on that? Because I got a different answer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we both said at the same time. 
I'll okay, say, but this is my trivia question. I'll say I'll say seventy then. You fucker would say something like that. Okay, well I had the answer of forty three. So oh. Steve and I are both closest then, right? Yeah. And I, I'm in the documentary. They said sixty for sure. Yeah, because it was a big thing when he was talking about getting into character and like hanging out in the park naked. Right. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. All right, me and Steve looked at that. Did he one say back. what he did? That's insane. Like, I wonder how fast he dropped that. He said it only started off what, maybe 10, 15 pounds, right, Steve? It just kept getting worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So. Yeah. That's Wait, really he good was behind sick the scenes. or something, or he? No, for the character. Yeah, it's for the character. It's to oh. to to shake his. Uh, you know, like boy band image, essentially. Yeah, and then um, he's also saying, like, he took it, like, very seriously. Like, he wouldn't go back to his hotel and order food because the character couldn't do that. So he was, like, literally hanging out in the park in the bushes, <laughs> like, being scared. I'm like, damn, for five yeah. minutes. That's dedication, actually. Wow. Is his character supposed to be homeless? I don't know. I'm Well, it probably is because he's, like, super troubled, right? Yeah, I don't know. All right. All right. My first question is, M. Night Shyamalan sets almost all his movies in this state. Uh, Pennsylvania? Correct. Nice. Fine. Okay. What is the name? Let me make sure. Okay. Yeah. What is the name of the supermarket in The Sixth Sense? Oh, shit. Uh... They go to a supermarket? Yeah, she she pushes his cart and that's when she starts. Oh oh my god, that's a deep cut. I can see it. It stood out to me because it was like something. Well, I'll say why once we're done. S Mart. It's like All Mart or something. No, no, incorrect. I don't remember. I know know it was a red sign, and I remember the scene, but I don't remember the. Alma Mart. No, Acme. Oh really? Yeah. Acme, and it stood out because that's the cartoon thing. Like yeah. everything. I'm like Acme, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Acme. Yep. Oh wow. Well, Todd, I wish you would have asked what was in the cart with Cole. What you know what? That'll cart? be my. That's a bo- that's a bonus. Does anyone know that? <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait, wait. Sorry. What? What was Never the question, mind. Sam? No, Jordy. I already. I just answered because I didn't realize it was going to be a bonus. It was what, a pumpkin. What, you don't get oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. Um. What what does Slenderman turn into to fuse with Haley in Slenderman 2018? Oh lord! <laughs> great, great fucking film, by the way. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's the worst. Um, doesn't he uh, like a head, head earbuds or something like that? No. Shit. Mercy Black was a better Slenderman movie, even though that. Was <laughs> Steve, is my answer wrong? You're not acknowledging me, so I feel like it's wrong. A stick? (laughs) Uh, No, it's close. I saw a freaking Slenderman. A tree. Yes, it's a tree. All right. Yeah. And there's a difference between a stick and a tree. You're right. Yeah. Okay. My turn. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a little. <laughs> What's Joe doing? Putting his hands up. You're so silly. Okay, I don't know if anyone will get this, but I tried to be clever so no one could get a point. Well. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, Trevor Morgan, who played Tommy in The Sixth Sense 
later stars again with Haley Joel in what 2000 movie? Uh, uh, artificial intelligence, AI. What? AI? AI? I don't know. That's not the answer I have. Okay, well, no, I'm not. It's, yeah, it's a guess. Are you, are you, are you, <laughs> okay, thinking, are you thinking, thinking of the brother, Steve? That he gets. You sound so confident. Yeah. Is this the kid that does the cough syrup commercial? Yeah. Yeah, yep. fuck that kid. <laughs> 2000 Haley Jawsman. Um, secondhand Lions. No? It's not. Uh, do, do I get do I get a second guess if he doesn't uh, get it? Let Sam Joe guess it, and then I'll give you I'll a second. I'll let Joe go. First. I'm gonna say uh, Wait, Horn, you. the pre the, the prequel to Tusk. No. Stop. Uh, <laughs> my my second guess is paid forward. Okay, it's gonna it's the movie's called I'll Remember April. Never oh even heard of it. Well, okay. <laughs> Good. No one gets a point. <laughs> All righty. Next question. Split was revealed to be a sequel to what movie? Unda, da, da, da. Breakable. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Unbreakable. She got it. Oh, I well, said... close enough. Unbreakable. <laughs> no, no, it's close enough. Yeah. What did she say? She, she said, said breakable. breakable. <laughs> I've never even seen that movie. You don't have to movie? be the point. It's yeah, fine. we'll have to watch it. Yeah, it's, close, it's close enough, Sam. Is I don't know good? how you would feel. I think you would like it, Sam, but I don't know. It's got horror stuff in it. Yeah, it does. Okay. Okay. Um, this was Vincent Price's last film. Under Edward Scissorhands. That's correct. Good job. All right. My last question of uh, the night here. Let's see. Okay. What is the name of the giant marionette in Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Uh, pass. The what? The the giant, like marionette, which means the big, the biggest creature in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh shit! Damn. Twisty. I should know this. Hmm. No, it's not twisty. Sam's the biggest Killer Clowns fan. I, 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 I know, I, and I don't I, fucking know it. I bet you Weezer face is yelling right now. I know. I was, because, thinking, uh, I was gonna say. I bet you Weezer put in this question she she didn't but uh at halloween horror nights it's the end of that house and i know she did a lot of times like i did so oh cool um oh my god i don't fucking know you guys give up unfortunately it's a clownzilla wow yeah all right i have a a shirt of that one it's great we've like gonna go jump off we watch bits and pieces here and there, but I don't think I've watched like that whole movie in quite a long time. That's, that's great. So, yeah, Joe, we watched it like a few years ago. But I feel like we didn't watch the whole. Did we watch like the whole thing in its entirety? Like I feel like maybe like we fell asleep or something. Or, or something. did we start making or out? Something. We may have. <laughs> they were playing. They were playing nervous on the couch. Right. <laughs> what is that, Todd? That sounds fun. You never play the uh, game we played in school where. Uh... Oh, where you put like the hand on the leg and yeah, you're like, yeah. nervous, and you're <laughs> like. Ah. <laughs> he's like that sounds fun can we hurry up and wrap it up so i can go play that <laughs> you're up sam okay all right guys um okay what let me rephrase this okay m night pitched what two films to say that the sixth sense was a cross between and of rosemary's baby and 
the exorcist. I'll go poltergeist and uh, let's say oh, I don't know. House on a Haunted Hill for the haunting. Yeah, such a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'll say the haunting and I've, I'd have no clue, actually. The haunting and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Okay, so he said a cross between the exorcist and ordinary people. So Todd was the closest. Ooh. Should Todd get a point? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's, too, it's too hard of a, of a question. Yeah. To, yeah. Ooh, thank you. That's what I think. <laughs> oh, all right. I've never seen ordinary people. Never Have even heard guys? of it. I yeah. saw it, and they showed it to us in, like, high school, I remember. Yeah, me like, too. I, think the, I think we read the book oh. as well, when I remember. Yeah. It's uh, got, uh, who's the big actor in that? Oh, fuck. It's been, it's been Gregory time. Peck? Is that Marilyn Manson? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Beautiful people. Oh, yeah. that looks scary. Yeah, he, uh, he's fucked. Yep. Yeah, we're not we're not doing news tonight, but I, I had it in my news story um, that they just pulled the Creep Show episode with him because of the allegations. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know he was going to be in an episode. Yeah, he yeah. was going to star in it, and they pulled it, and they said they're not going to show it anymore. I just want to know oh. what she was thinking to even, like, Beautiful. give him the time of day. She's, like, way above his leagues, but whatever. Yeah. Groomers, man, they're the worst. Yeah, no, that's terrible. Um, my point is, like, she's fucking super hot, and he's, like, fucking weird. So. Yep. Um, all right, who's up? I think me. Um, okay. In the sixth sense, what food is the little girl ghost throwing up? Uh, soup. Incorrect. Soup. No. That's not what I have here. That's because I, I I got I got I pulled this up off the internet, and that's not pumpkin soup. She definitely looked like soup. <laughs> Maybe it's what she was actually throwing up, like okay. in the scene. <laughs> yeah. No, what was the little girl throwing up? Because yeah. we see her eat it, right? So. Um. She's throwing up essentially poison, I thought, right? I don't know. Are uh, you apples, looking for like sauce. pine salt? Okay. Maybe this wasn't a great answer. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I did I did pull this question up before I rewatched the movie. So uh mm. the, the answer was oatmeal, which maybe oh, that's what it's it was. It's probably what they use for like. filming, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but all right, I'll give you guys another one. Which I don't have. So, well, I had all M. Night Shyamalan related, but I'll just give you a tag. Here's a tagline for you guys. Uh, Here comes the bride. There goes everyone else. Bride, uh, Ch- bride of Chucky? Correct. Oh, nice. Really? Sam's yep. turning it up. Yeah, man. What? She's like killing it this year. I know. All right, Totter. Let's finish this up. All right, last one. Long. Last one. Bubba Hotep. Related. Mm. What? Bubba Hotep. Never, Hotep. Seen, never seen Bubba Hotep? No. I thought you were just being silly. No. All right. Yeah, well. No, go for it. It's okay. I can still guess randomly. Thanks. Thanks, Joe, for ruining my question with the. Oh. Uh, I, I, I ask another one from. Well, then I get the point then. I, you I get guess the fucking point. That was half. <laughs> that was half of it. Um. Shoot. Uh, let me think of another one here. Um. Oh, okay. 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 The sixth sense related. Um, in the beginning, to deflect what was really happening to his mother, in front of his mother, 
what did Cole say he was looking for in the cupboards? Pop tarts. Uh, Pop tarts, yeah. Pop tarts, yeah. Joseph. <laughs> okay, I got a bonus. All Six right. cents. Oof. What kind of pendant went missing? A sapphire. Correct. Um, a little... bee. A bee pendant. Correct, Sam. Damn. <laughs> Bumble, bumblebee pendant. I'm thinking of the ring, not the pendant. <laughs> Final tallies of the night are me, two, Sam, four, Joe, two, Steve, three. For a running total right now, myself, ten, Sam, second place, 14, Joe, first place, 15, wow. Steve, with a solid 13. Damn. Who will win? All right. Nobody Jets. knows. Cool. Before, uh, also, by the way, before we get into the review, I had one piece of news about M. Night Shyamalan. Um, for those of you who are going to be watching the Super Bowl, this Super Bowl Sunday, uh, they will be premiering M. Night Shyamalan's newest movie, which is titled Old. Uh, currently, no plot details. Apparently, we're, they're waiting for this uh, trailer to come out. But uh, the movie is slated to come out July 23rd of this year. So uh, oh. all will be revealed on Super Bowl Sunday. And, and I was going to say, how cool would it be if they did, um, were they, the uh, movies available right after the Super Bowl like they did a couple years ago with uh, Cloverfield? Yeah, that was three. awesome. Mm-hmm. That was cool. oh, Even that would be so cool. But that was badass. Yeah. So yeah. currently, the only thing we have about this movie is the tagline. And the tagline is, it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Cool. And just a reminder for our listeners, we have a little bit of a Super Bowl bet going on. So if the Chiefs win, I get to tell Joe uh, what movie to watch. Any movie for his what watched at some point, Sam gets to tell Todd. And if the Bucks win, it's the opposite. Todd gets to tell Sam and Joe gets to tell me what movie to watch. So let's see. Oh, I like that. I was okay. I was thinking they would watch the same one, but I like that better. Cool. Yeah, no, it's uh, just so we each have our input and get to ruin someone's life with their terrible movie (laughs) i i just sent the poster for uh this movie over oh i want to see in the chat and i'll post it on the discord for people who oh it's like a um one of those time class things whatever it's called oh my gosh it looks like wow people have to like time travel a bit i'm calling it you think time travel yeah. I think you only have so much time to live your life and you might have to kill other people to live longer. Oh, that'd be cool. And apparently he signed a deal to do two movies um with the this movie studio, so he's got a there'll be two more thrillers oh, coming our way from All right, sir. Yep. He's going to do uh, Breakable for Sam. <laughs> there you go. Would that be um a sequel or would that be a prequel? Uh, we gotta go prequel with this. Samuel Jackson's Breakable, so that makes more sense. Alrighty. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for Six Sense? Yes. Yes. You know the accident there? Yeah. Someone got hurt. They did. A lady. She broke her neck. Oh my God! But you can see her. Yes. Where is she? Standing next to my window. Baby, why are you shaking? 
Cole, what's wrong? Did you ever talk to your mom about how things are? I don't tell her things. Why not? Because she doesn't look at me like everybody else, and I don't want her to. I don't want her to know. Know what? I see dead people walking around like regular people. I don't see anything. Are you sure they're there? Sometimes you feel it inside, like you're falling down real fast. You ever feel the prickly things on the back of your neck? Yes. That's them. They get mad. Me to do things for them. I think that they know that you're one of these very rare people who can see them. So you need to help them. What if they don't want help? I don't think that's the way it works. How do you know for sure? Is anyone there? M. Night Shyamalan directing 1999, Bruce Willis, Haley Joe Osmond, Tony Collette, a psychological thriller about an eight-year-old boy named Cole Sear who believes he can see into the world of the dead, a child psychologist named Malcolm Crow. You know what? Just reading this, that's kind of a big spoiler, right? Do you see dead people? Yeah, because isn't that like one of the freaking twists? Like, yeah. Well, not really. They, 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 that was like all over the marketing. And yeah, the 90s, was, so. I don't remember a single thing about the marketing. Yeah. Okay. A child psychologist named Malcolm Crow, player of Bruce Willis, comes to Cole to help him deal with his problem, learning that he really can see the ghosts of dead people. Um, shoot, a huge movie. This is probably one of the biggest movies we probably covered, right? As far as like universally loved. Um, so yeah, Haley Josmet plays this sweet little kid that he's having home trouble. Um, his father left, so he's got that on uh, over his head. His mom's working a lot. Um, doesn't have a lot of friends because he's just, lack of a better term, weird, and we don't really know why. Um, but he's super scared of the world and everything. Uh, brings us to Bruce Willis' character, who's a beloved, celebrated child psychologist. He gets an award from the city of Philadelphia for being so good. Him and his wife are celebrating right in the middle of the movie, and one of his patients breaks into his house and just starts yelling at him, playing by Donnie Wahlberg, who is fucking great in this movie for his five-minute scene. Um, you know, he's, he's telling Bruce Willis that like, Hey, like you told me you can help me. You lied. Um, he, he gets pissed off because Bruce Willis doesn't automatically remember who he was, even though it was some time ago that he treated him. Um, and then he shoots Bruce Willis and cut to some time later. And we're following him around as he's going to meet Cole for the first time. And that's where the movie takes off. Um, the whole time we got Malcolm, Bruce Willis character trying to take care of Cole and just try to get him through life to make him like a stronger boy and fix his what Bruce Willis thinks is his mental deficiencies um so yeah the sixth sense what do you guys I mean there's a lot to take in with this one so so I'm gonna take yeah, it there is a lot hey can I say something real quick before you guys take it please and this is the first time I watched it in maybe maybe 20 years or no not 20 years whenever the last time whenever it came out that was probably the last time I saw it and wow. uh I remember being absolutely terrified of it when I was a kid. This time, 
yeah, it had scary moments, but I was more invested in the emotional aspect of the film. So like young Todd was scared. Older Todd was like, man, this is fucking depressing. So what did you guys, did you guys get that too? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I, I definitely did. I, the emotional stuff like is lost, was lost, definitely more lost to me as a child. And like, it definitely resonated with me more uh, in this one, especially like the mother son relationship like is just like really hit me especially like that end scene hit on like a totally different level uh this time around which is actually the last scene with like Haley Joel Osment in it because then we get into the big reveal with Bruce there at the end so yeah I totally agree with you on that um it had been a while since I've seen this movie too um you know probably like a good decade since I like sat down and watched it in its entirety and I mean, this movie still holds up. Like, it's a bit different. Like now that you watch the know the twist, like knowing the twist this time, like it's definitely a different watch because like you're looking for those little hints here and there. But I mean, it's still just like a great movie. Like, even though like maybe it distracts you a little bit, like looking for that stuff this time around. I mean, the ghost stuff is still just, like, so effective and, like, scary. Obviously, like, watching it now, it, it didn't hit me the same way as it did when I was a child. But, like, it's definitely, like, unnerving. Like, especially, like, the, one of the ghost things in particular, like, I still find that woman in the kitchen to be, like, very scary and, like, terrifying. Um, but the one that hit me, I think, the most this time was the kid who got shot in the back of the head where he's, like, hey, let me show you where my dad hides his gun. And then you get that reveal of just like the nasty and goriness like of the back of his head. Um, Really effective. And just like all the ghosts like have these like little um, things here and there that's just like really um, unnerving and creepy. So yeah, I mean, the whole movie is, is just fantastic. And honestly, like I don't, there's not like one like negative thing I can really think about when I think about this movie and I have a lot more to say but uh I'll I'll, I'll give you guys some time <laughs> um I'll go ahead and go so um it has been quite some time since I've seen this as well and I remember seeing this in theaters I was trying to remember who I saw it with because I'm like what is this even rated? Is it R? Surely not it's PG-13 I believe yeah I wish I could remember who I went with to see this movie I think it was like maybe a group of friends or maybe like someone's mom took us um but so when I was younger like I focused on the ghost it was really terrifying like how Todd and Joe had talked about um but watching it tonight like I just am completely I don't want to say obsessed because that sounds creepy but I'm just like absolutely in love with Cole like I just can't believe, like, you guys are freaking, okay, what's a movie that is just like um, The Sixth Sense? Like, I have not seen a movie like this in so long as far as kid acting. Are you kidding me? Like, he did such an amazing job. I think he was even better than, um, what's her face, Tony Collette, better than Bruce Willis, although they both did an amazing job. But Haley Joel, like, are you joking? Why is he not Leonardo DiCaprio like today? I don't understand what happened. Being aging. a little kid, you guys, can you understand what happened? I was saying the aging, you know, Leonardo's. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I guess. But like, just such talent and just imagining like all of the weight that Cole has on his poor little shoulders. Like 
he is people are calling him a freak at school because he sees these terrifying ghosts he doesn't want anything to do with them he doesn't realize his gift he hasn't really embraced it and gotten control of it and so he's trying to avoid the kids at school he doesn't want to let down his mom doesn't want her to know the secret like it's just a lot and I just every time they showed him and he talked I was just like I felt just such compassion towards him and I kept telling Joe I was like Joe he's so little like he's so innocent like stop scaring him ghost like god he's a freaking 11 year old he can't help you right now um but going back with the ghost the one that Joe talked about the guy the kid with his brain that kind of threw me back like to Amityville vibes for some reason anyway um but the ghosts are still really scary uh, especially Misha Barton's one that one always terrified me really bad because uh, it's like I'll help you but do you have to throw up in my little tent like leave me alone yeah it sucks that he's trying to take a whiz and like people are fucking with him right I know it's like yeah. leave a little note say yeah. Cole I don't mean to scare you but can you help me <laughs> like check yes or no and I'll come <laughs> back tomorrow during the day I'm just warning you my brain's hanging out if that's a problem exactly. sorry yeah and <laughs> I really felt so sad for um Lynn Cole's mom because she you know she's a single mom trying to pay the bills trying to keep rent going trying to protect her son but she has no idea what's going on with him and it's like she just has no control in helping him and you can just see how she feels so sad and she doesn't get mad at him like every time he's like are you mad at me mom like do you hate me do you think I'm a freak even though she gets so frustrated with life and just the trouble that he's going through she's always so sweet to him and she's always like look at my face like she's very upfront and honest with him like she's always like look at my face does it look like I hate you does it look like I'm really upset with you it's just I, I just, it's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, without getting into the details yet, just a kind of overview, I agree with everything you, everyone said. So, uh, you know, the acting, all that stuff is great. Uh, a couple of things you guys didn't mention. One, the score is fantastic. Like it really sets you up for the mood of the scene that it, that it's in. And I thought that was just a great uh, part of this movie. Another thing is the insane attention to detail that they play that they do in this movie and I wrote a ton of examples of things that were like insane just how much detail they put into it and I've seen this movie a lot uh, I saw it in theaters and it's an original run which luckily for me I saw it early so I, I didn't know the the big twist which is awesome and I've probably seen it like 10-15 times since then I even watched it again 2020 so it hadn't been that long since I've seen it but this is the first time that I really watched it kind of as trying to really nitpick it and it's amazing the little things that you notice and how much little detail they put in it's fucking fantastic so i can't wait to talk about uh you know everything that the nuances of this movie is insane yeah i Haley joel it was fantastic in this and he was nominated for uh best supporting actor for Should've this won. movie should have won who won do we know Does... wasn't him i'm gonna look it up yeah i'll look that up but american it was american beauty easier i think so uh that have been uh fuck face that records everybody no it could have been the the the, the army dad his like his dad that is like uh homophobic oh. but really gay and oh yeah i thought it'd maybe be the kid too possibly there yeah who, uh you know photographs the bags or whatever right right <laughs> yeah i don't but, remember but uh 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look that out. But yeah, I mean, he, he is so good in this movie. And I mean, like after watching Psycho Goreman that we did, like, you know, like, like it, it really does like having a good child actor really can make like all the difference in the world in a movie. And like, if you didn't have Haley Joel in this movie and had maybe like a lesser child actor, would it have like had the same impact that this movie had? Uh, not at all. Probably no. not. Yeah, I mean, probably not. Like, I mean, the performance in this movie is really what sets this movie apart. That and honestly, Shyamalan, like his, like he, his camera work in this movie is something to behold. To behold, um, just some of the shots he sets up in this movie, like it's just really impressive. And like Steve mm-hmm. said, the attention to detail, which I'm not sure what you're um, referring to, but like the his use of obviously the color red in this movie is like really like amazing. Like I think every single shot, no, you're not every shot, but every scene in this movie, there's like red and it's like, which obviously signifies like death, right. Or ghosts. Um, I was reading, they were saying, um, uh, I think like maybe, well, I read uh, evil and like uh, death from, um, People compared it a lot to the village, I guess, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot in this movie. Uh, The color red is to illustrate that someone dead is going to be in the scene. So it's always like, you know, the the door handle is red because that's the one that Malcolm tries to go down. Um, The the wife who killed her daughter has a red dress on. And uh, there's just a ton of examples of having red every time that ghosts kind of enter the scene. So that's a big one. Uh, The fact that that. Malcolm uh, only wears the clothes he had when he died, but in different combinations so that it looks like he's wearing different clothes throughout the movie, but it's actually always the sweater, uh, the blue shirt, the button uh, shirt under it, and his mm-hmm. jacket. Like, it's always a combination of those. But the way, because it's different combinations, you don't really notice it until you really watch the movie. Um, the streak of white hair and Cole's hair, which uh, Vincent, uh, Donnie Wahlberg's character, also had the streak of white hair, which is mm-hmm. said to be when you scare, you're scared so badly that you see things like like those things happen. Uh, there's just so many like little things like that where um, like in the scene where all the cupboards open, um, you know, Cole's character is just sitting at the table and, you know, she says, oh, did you do this? And he's like, no. And he, then you see the palm print uh, when he gets up because he was so scared at that moment that he was sweating through his hands and it shows on the table. And it's just, just those little touches are just so fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah, let's spoil it, even though it's 22 years old. So um, <laughs> uh, I want to start off with um, fuck the guy that's trying to bang his wife the whole movie. Yep. Because, <laughs> like, you obviously care about her. So you know that she went through something crazy and you're constantly trying to bang him, bang her. And then when she turns you down, he's fucking like throwing his hand and slamming the doors. And like, you're a little punk bitch, but screw that guy completely. Um, how did. How did Malcolm, so this is a question I had. He didn't, he obviously didn't have this set up to meet Cole before he died, right? Mm-hmm. So how did he know to meet him? Like, how, how, how do you guys think that? Like to go to his house, this is my next case. How, how do you think he came about that? Or is that just a- um, I was kind of thinking of that too. I feel like, so with how we talked about last week when Patty was on. So it's like, 
that's what he did. And so he knows that Cole can talk to spirits. And so I feel like he was automatically drawn to Cole. And since he's unaware that he's dead at this point, he thinks he just goes back into his normal life routine, um, thinking that he needs to help Cole when Cole is really the one that needs to help him. So I feel like he just goes back into the habit of working and trying to fix people. Um, That's what I think. So Malcolm isn't living his life 24 hours a day, right? Because that would kind of be like, why the fuck will you not say a single word to me when we're in bed together? So is he, because Cole says like you see, they see what they only want to see. So is he kind of like in a weird loop? I think so. Because he he was saying that it's when he was talking to his wife, he talks about time, like how he can't keep track of time and how it's all a blur. So I Uh, feel like he goes through those, um, like those moments it's, that get wiped of where he thinks he's with his wife, but then when reality sets in, but he doesn't realize it yet, we do. His wife isn't acknowledging him. So I feel mm. like he kind of just gets thrown in these different, like, randomly. Windows. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just forgets, like, all of the other kind of times. Like, I think, gotcha. I think he's, like, kind of just placed in those moments. Cause, like, like he's you know he's like a lost soul kind of roaming and he he needs to take care of things that's kind of what he says at the end he needed to take care of things and like basically he had to atone for like not being able to help Donnie Wahlberg's character so he needs to atone for that by helping someone who's dealing with those same problems so so why wasn't Cole afraid of him he was at the beginning. He you... was at the beginning because if you notice, like he was running away from him, at the, the very opening scene, you see oh, him. That was like, him running away from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. like, he saw him, and he, he and uh, Willis was kind of following him, and I then see. you saw him run, and that's why he runs into the church because he's like scared of him, you know. And then I th- he starts to realize that hey, this is actually like a good ghost, and I think Cole kind of re- like knows that he obviously doesn't know he's dead, but uh-huh. and like. He, I think Cole like wants to help him too because he knows like they're helping each other. Then it's like they're both yeah. yeah, got it. Okay. Well, and especially like when they are when Cole's at the hospital and he's trying to go to sleep, he's like, "Can you wait to leave until I go to sleep?" Because I think he trusts um, Malcolm and he sees him as a nice ghost and he's not scary and not wanting to hurt him. So that's why I think he's like, "Can you wait until I fall asleep?" Yeah, and Cole uh, makes a point to say in the car at the end that he does talk to, he did talk to ghosts before, so he was talking to his grandmother, and he wasn't scared of her, so I, I think that he was afraid of Malcolm at the beginning, but when he showed up in a church, I think he kind of figured out that, well, if he's in the church, he can't be a bad ghost, right, uh, in, at least in his mind, and that's why he slowly mm-hmm. kind of warms up to him as he starts seeing uh, ghosts and stuff, so... What was everyone's favorite ghost? Favorite ghost. I, 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 or, I really sc- liked... or like scariest, most memorable. Scariest for me is the hanging people for some reason. It just really unnerving. Yes. Um, that was creepy. But favorite would be the lady at the end because it, it was kind of like a really touching scene. It was very quick, but Cole's happy. You see him happy and he's not upset and he's helping the lady out that was in the fire. So I just like, I don't know, something about that scene I really liked. Uh, to me, 
and it's because it's it's like spooked me when I saw it in 99 is uh, the, the woman with the slash wrists. And my one of my favorite shots in the movie in a horror from the horror standpoint is when he he's like closing his tents uh, flaps and she's just like on the other side of the hallway. And you have that she's backlit because the kitchen's lights open and the hallway's dark. And that feels like something that like when you see a ghost are always like far away, but in, kind of in silhouette. And that that shot freaked me out. So. That's why I think that's my favorite ghost. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's really scary because he runs yelling for his mom, thinking that that's going to be her and thinking he's going to be safe, but he's fucking not. <laughs> yeah. For um, me, the, the scariest is the ghost you don't even see. And that's the one that's like locked in, is in the cupboard. And oh, like just him yeah, like screaming. Yeah. And you can tell he's like so angry and just like a. A dark spirit and then when he gets mm-hmm. thrown in there like you're just like oh fuck like so yeah, yeah that that scene to me is like just maybe one of the scariest just because like it's what you don't see right and just kind of what you imagine maybe what's happening in there yeah so, what is he what he's just beating his ass yelling at him i imagine i guess yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean he's got those bruises like all over his body like so these ghosts like can physically like abuse him which which is never shown in the entire movie we only see his bruises and his cuts and at one point shout out M. Night Shyamalan who plays the doctor in that one scene um, where he calls out um, that they think you know the mother is abusing him which is really the only time it's ever really mentioned or um, thought about in the whole movie actually I think Malcolm thinks about it too for Mm -hmm. a second that the mother was possibly abusing him but yeah but uh, because of the scene where they like pretend that their lives are going super well uh he he thought that he might be self-inflicting that's what he writes in his report anyway right uh, and something that's cool i don't know if you guys notice when he goes to his office uh when they show the outside shot the office is actually abandoned there's newspaper oh. coverings in the windows and oh, cool. the door has a sign on it you oh, can't quite see that's cool but there's hints yeah. throughout the movie that show that you know there's something off here um yeah, so it's it's just it's just little things like that. And something else that we didn't mention is at the end in the reveal when he shows that he's dead, he's got like he feels his blood in the back of his shirt. But and a lot of people think he he doesn't have the blood the rest of the movie. Well, it's because he's Cole specifically says they only see what they want to see. They don't right see uh, other stuff. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, you guys want to get a couple of the questions so we can sure sure kind of yeah. get to them. Uh, Countess Bethery says, which ghost scared or startled you the most? Uh, the one outside the mom's car window made me jump. So is your favorite ghost the one that startled you the most or is it a different answer for anyone? Uh, I think startled the hand under the bed was very startling. Um, mm. I think overall scary is still the hanging one because I, I know something about that in school. Yeah, I think as far as, yeah, for, like a, as far as like a visual one, I, I think the people hanging too. It's, it's just like something unnerving about it, especially because it's like a, the three of them and there's, you got a child in there as well. Um, yeah, that one was pretty creepy. What about Misha's ghost? Like her mom literally poisoned her. That was sad, her. man. Yeah, that was very sad. We never find out what happens to the mom. I mean, obviously I assume that she gets tried. Goes to jail, yeah. yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she was hey, doing it to her sister too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like psycho. Fuck yeah. Hey, what about stuttering Stanley? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was that was an interesting. Uh, I interesting felt so twist. bad for Cole not stuttering. <laughs> no, how how did Cole know? Like, so, so I was just told him. I was just gonna explain that. Uh, so at the end of the film, uh, when he's preparing for the play, uh, he's being like he's rehearsing his lines with a ghost who's burnt. Yeah. yeah. And as he's going up the stairs with the teacher, because the teacher comes to get him for the play, he says, "You know, uh, when I was a student here, there was a fire." in this part of the uh, uh, of the school. So presumably one of those ghosts told him about dang, Stephanie Stanley. They're talking shit about him. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. and and that's that just shows how much detail that well, yeah. a lot of people probably miss that, but mm-hmm. that's what makes this movie so fucking crazy is Yeah. things, things like that. Um we a uh, question from uh, I can't really see it cuz I, I think it's lively goal. I'm not 100% sure. Um what is your overall favorite scene? I think Tony Collette, man, freaking killing it in the car with the bike. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of emotion in that scene. Yeah. Um, she's just fantastic, dude. Yeah, Tony Collette scene at the end. It's de- yeah, I mean, that one definitely hits, like, on a whole another level there. Um, sure, I'll go with that. <laughs> I don't know. Any, any scene with Cole, like especially the beginning of where he like puts on his dad's glasses runs out of the house um you can just tell how scared he is and then I also really always enjoy watching the scenes with Bruce and uh Malcolm and his wife of where you're like trying to you know that he's dead but you're trying to like just see how that works I guess if that makes sense like especially when he meets her for dinner and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm late. And then he goes and talks about Cole. And it's like, come on, man. But and she, he, like, reaches for the bill. But she ends up taking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just so many great scenes in this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really like the whole, like, thing with the Misha Barton's character. Uh, that whole, like, kind of mystery. It's like a mini mystery within the movie. Yeah. That yeah. he reveals. And it's just such a cool scene. How he goes to her, like, kind of funeral. And does that whole thing i thought that was brilliant and i mean even the scene where he's just uh malcolm and cole like he's interviewing it he's asking him questions and he wants he's like oh i'll if i say something right you step towards me if i say something wrong Mm -hmm. you step behind me uh that was such a like just little scenes like that were fucking brilliant Mm -hmm. um yeah the whole movie is great but i think like you guys i think the whole speech at the end with uh his mom is just fucking yeah what a heart yeah it's awesome I know. I was crying. <laughs> uh, next question is from Pat. He says, considering the twist ending, on a scale of one to five, how rewatchable would you consider this film? On a scale from one to five? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say five, although like I did tell Joe, I was like, even though I know the twist, like I kind of miss that I'm in the the going in blind because it is such a twist and when I saw it I didn't know what was going to happen um but it's still really good because you the the second time that you get to watch it you get to pay attention to all those details that Steve's talking about so it's even more interesting it's like you can become even more enthralled in it five yeah five, I think, five for sure yeah I think five too like I I think on a first watch it's hits a different way obviously but on the second watch you pick up the stuff that you know you realize after the twist so uh, yeah i'd say a five and i agree it's it's it's, you're just watching on a different level uh it's almost like you know they give you uh 
it's like it's like you're almost testing the film the second time it's like okay i know what the point is i know what the twist is let's see if it actually holds up because in a lot of films it doesn't there's a lot of plot holes there's a lot of things that you're like oh i don't know like this is just cheap you know but and the twist kind of came out of nowhere but this one they fucking just even rewatching it like me 10 15 times i still don't see really anything that uh doesn't hold up with the end twist like there's always an answer somewhere in there and it's fantastic yeah, and one one more thing. There, there's that, that was the last of the questions. Uh, huge shout out to who doesn't get any attention ever when I hear about the sixth sense. There's there's like, it's not just Cole that sees ghosts in this movie, and no one ever talks about Sebastian's also seeing ghosts. So, shout out to Sebastian. Like no one talks about. So. Wait, who's Sebastian? It's it's a dog, and he he he, 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 he sees <laughs> oh, the he ghosts oh, yeah. just just yeah, as much as Cole does. So. That's true. Tell him, Steve. Let him know. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, for once, the dog doesn't die in a movie, so I'm just happy that the dog is like. And yeah, it's, he, he adds to it too because uh, there's one point where he like bolts out of Cole's room. Uh, I don't remember which ghost. It's either Misha Barden's ghost or the one with Misha's, the shotgun. Yeah. Uh, one of them is just like boom, and he goes and he hides in the corner and it's like, yeah, do- dogs, man. Did they feel the ghosts? Like I, I've seen my dog do some weird shit sometimes. Like when I had one that would stare into a, a corner or would bark at a corner for no reason. That's the ghost. Yeah, yeah. Dogs are they got Gotta they got be. that sixth sense, I think. Oh, they definitely do. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys got anything else? Or ready to read it? Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg, great. Oh yeah, uh, fantastic. Great. Yep. Yeah, he's killed great it. For, you know. Yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. For yep. the five. It's a short scene, a short role, but a super memorable role. Yeah. And you can tell he really, and he put him like, put his whole heart and soul into that. I would have to think that's, I wonder if that's like the role he's most proud of. Like maybe it wasn't like his biggest role or anything like that. But, you know, I think that's one for him certain to be proud of. And I mean, everybody, I mean, everyone just gave great performances. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Bruce Willis, Tony Collette. Yeah, Malcolm, Malcolm, hell of a guy. Great guy. Yeah. Sucks. Such uh, a great guy. Great guy. That's that, sad at the end, man. I'm, it's yeah. it's it's heartbreaking, man. At the end, he's they're having a great night, and he freaking dies. And the last thing he says, it doesn't hurt anymore, or something like that. And yeah, uh, I know. And then she's yeah. she's upset, obviously, and you got this little pencil dick trying to hit on her all the time. So it's like, <laughs> and, and it's it, a great movie. It's great that they set up early the film that he puts his work first. Uh, and she says it when they're looking at the award. He says, even though you put your work before everything, including me, that lo- that one line explains all the other stuff with his wife because you think she's just kind of mad at him for, again, putting right. his work first when it turns out yep. that he, he's actually dead. So fucking brilliant. Right. Man. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the dinner scene, he's like, sorry, I'm late, honey, or something. Mm-hmm. So like it like explain, you know, you're thinking, oh, she's just like super pissed. That's why she's ignoring him, you know? So like there, it's always, they're always like giving you a reason not to look any further and being like, what's going on here, you know? So like it's very good at deceiving the audience, like a hundred percent. And one last thing I did want to say is the score in this movie is fantastic as well. Steve already talked about that, Joe. Oh, I didn't hear him. Sorry. Uh, And one more thing we didn't talk about is (laughs) I love the whole EVP scene where he goes back and listens to the tape with Vincent and he's talking to like a Spanish guy. Yeah, scary. And he has to like really turn it up to 10. Uh, I I saw like flashes of myself last week with the the episode. So I was like, oh, damn, I did the same thing. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, like, please stop turning it up. This is going to be scary. Yeah, no, it was something. uh, It was something in this movie too that blew my mind and I said it to Sam because. Um, when the mother asks about the bumblebee pendant, 
um, gone missing. Like Cole says, sometimes people think things are missing or gone missing, but they're just like misplaced or whatever, like meaning, you know, the ghost. And, and my mother said like almost the exact same line um, last week. Um, so I thought that was like really interesting. Let's rate this fucker. Do it. Letterbox for me, Ooh. five out of five. Um, if we're doing out of 10 score, I put it like a 9.5. So uh, for me, this is a rare one. It's the second time I've done it since I've been on the podcast. And to me, this is a 10 out of 10. Uh, just I can't find flaws in this movie. And I, I've rewatched it a ton of times and I still fucking love it. Uh, but I will say this, interesting enough, we're doing a nine, top of the 90s this summer. Not my top film in the 90s, despite being a 10 wow. out of 10. So uh, probably number two, but not, not the top one. I know you're number one, one now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pro- pro- probably. It's yeah. the happening. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the happening. You, you nailed it, Sam. But yeah, 10 <laughs> out of 10 for me. This is a rare, there's not a lot of 10 out of 10s for me out there, but this is one of them to me. All right, I'll go ahead. I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump off the cliff and I'm going to give it a 10 too. That's all you need to know. I'm really on the fence here. I mean, there's not much of a difference between like a nine and a half or a 10, you know, when it really comes down to it. Um, I'm so torn. I'm going to give it a nine and a half just because I think, I don't know, I reserve tens for like very few movies, um, you know, but this movie is damn near perfect. And yeah, I mean, a nine and a half for me. Amazing. Oh, All right, yeah. So that could be like our highest ratings ever for yeah, like all of us. This and The Shining is probably the yeah. 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 All right, now you got to work. So thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, and just uh, for everyone, big week next week, huge. I'm so <laughs> fucking excited for next week. I can't even begin to tell you. What's guys, next but... week? I was like, wait, what? But now I get it. Yeah, well, we're we're doing it. We're doing maybe the biggest review we've ever done oh fucking warm bodies that's right we're doing warm (laughs) bodies next week i won i finally get to watch warm bodies so excited oh my god i can't even tell you i'm gonna like oh it's gonna be awesome he's glowing everyone yeah yes yeah so warm bodies it's finally happening it's perfect valentine's day movie i think uh, as far as horror films go so there you go all right can't wait Uh, sam gonna do love gone wrong uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to find a good love gone wrong. True we'll crime. See. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 dead celebrities on TV? In the news? I see them walking around.
they talk to me. How often do you see dead celebrities? All the time.